This podcast is a love letter to my VAs, OBMs, and PMs out there. I see you. You started your business for the freedom. You started your business for your family. You started your business for a million other reasons that only you know. But you're stuck and you're struggling. Well, no more. Get ready to move. Get ready to grow and learn together. We're here to work through the tech, work through the growing pains, and work towards a business that you can fall in love with over and over again. See that woman over there who's running it like a boss? Let's go ask her how she did that. Welcome to episode 69 of the podcast. Today we're talking about money, specifically money systems. Figuring out how we collect money, track money, what we spend it on, all of it is so important to our biz. And I'm so glad to be having this conversation with Joyce Washington, a coach, consultant, and CFO. Joyce helps our clients where they're at by using her 20 years of experience as an accountant. So let's go get our money right and ask Joyce how she built her money system. so much for being here. I'm so excited to talk to you about money. <laughs> yes, it's my favorite thing to talk about. I... So I'm excited too. <laughs> so can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? All right. Who I am is sometimes a little bit complicated, <laughs> but I think the simplest way to describe it is that I kind of run the gamut. I consider myself a coach, a consultant, and a CFO. So it kind of depends on where my client is at the time of what piece of my expertise they need. So that's kind of how I describe who I am and what I do. So that kind of boils it down. But all that to say, I am a accountant. I have a bachelor's in accountancy uh, from Morgan State University, HBCUs. Yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, I've been an accountant for a little over 20 years. I'm not going to say how many over 20, <laughs> but yeah, for a very long time. So money is definitely my thing and I am a CPA. So that kind of helps a little bit too, but I'm one of those CPAs that actually does not do tax work. So there's that. <laughs> and we kind of talked about that earlier. Yeah, but yeah, there are so many CPAs that I know now that are like, I don't want to do taxes anymore. <laughs> so you're definitely yeah, not alone. Yeah. <laughs> so in terms of money systems, which is our topic today. Yeah. What in the world is a money system? Let's start there. Yeah, I like to call it your money ecosystem. Like anything as far as how your money transacts between you and your client. So whether it's an invoice, how you process invoices, your payment processing systems, all of those are your money system. A lot of people just kind of think about when they think about a CPA or they think about accounting, the first thing they run to is either tax software or accounting software, but it's so much more than that. It's all the things that your money has to go through to get from that person to you is a piece of your money system as far as I'm concerned, okay. because your money has to jump through all of those little hoops to get from point A to point Z. Perfect. And you have to kind of follow the money through that system. Okay. So, so that's what I consider your money system. So even your bank accounts, it's so many little pieces and you want those pieces to kind of talk to each other. 
that's I love like that. you have to consider yeah. what's in your tech stack because it's like the things that you don't necessarily think is a piece of your money system it really is and your accountant should be concerned with all of those little pieces okay. because you want it to be as automated as possible because as we know the more times we touch a piece of data, the more likely it's going to be that somebody is going to transpose a number mm-hmm. or write something incorrectly. So the less you can mess with it, the better, actually. So that's perfect. I love automation and yes. most, most of the people listening <laughs> love automation too. So you're talking our language. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yes. So let's talk about the basics of what a money system, if I was starting from the beginning what should my money system absolutely, absolutely include? Well, I think at the very, very basic, your money system should include a separate business account. So that's the very first (laughs) thing that you need. And the second thing you need is a way to get that money from that person, your client, to you. So whether that is you accept checks or credit cards, so maybe you take PayPal, you take Stripe, those are usually the very, very basic things that you would need. A lot of times they're free. Like you can sign up for Stripe with a free account. You can sign up with a business bank account typically with very nominal cash, mm-hmm. might be $100, might be $50 if it's a credit union. So you don't need a whole, whole lot to get started. Yeah. So so those would be like the very bottom two things. Like if you just want to start tomorrow, get yourself a bank account. Once that bank account is open and it's properly open, then you get yourself your payment processor. So now you can invoice that person and get the money. Perfect. That's yeah. what you want. So you want the money. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You you want to be able to get the money quickly because you don't really need the payment processor mm-hmm. in all seriousness. You could literally have them send you a check. Right. But that takes a little bit more time and you kind of want to, you know, I don't necessarily advise people to start work before they get paid. Yeah. So the faster you can get the money to you, the faster you can start to work and actually, you know, start working with your clients. So perfect. So in terms of tech stacks for what we're creating with our money systems, what do you suggest? Mm-hmm. Um, I know that you just talked about like Stripe, PayPal as the payment processor, but what Mm -hmm. else can we use to kind of really automate this process and to make it easy from A to Z? I think we both have a mutual love and respect for Dubsado. I I totally just hand hearts. Hand hearts. Yes. 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 Totally. I mean, that would probably be my next suggestion to somebody like starting out because in addition to being able to do all the CRM stuff and even doing some light task management stuff, you can do all your surveys, all of your service agreements, proposals, you can do all those things and you can do some invoicing. Mm -hmm. So it may not be my personal favorite for invoicing because I don't actually use it for invoicing. Oh, okay. But that's because I was already in a system that has invoicing. Right. But if I were to start from scratch and this is where I was starting from and I wasn't an accountant, then, because <laughs> accountants always have accounting software to use, yeah. right? But I, that would probably be my next piece of the stack. 
Okay. that I would use something that has so many pieces already built into it yeah. that I don't need a whole lot of other things. So it's cost effective. And at least for a beginner that doesn't need a whole bunch of robust features, you can have one thing in one place okay. without having to log in and out of a whole bunch of systems where it's still pretty robust. So that would probably be my next layer of tech stack because it has so many features that you don't then need to use ClickUp or Asana or Trello. Right. At least not right now. At yeah. some point, it might get too busy and bogged down in Dubsado that you might want something else outside of it. But if you're just doing the things by yourself, it's good enough. Yeah. So we've got so. our business bank account. We've got our payment processor. We've yeah. got how we're sending invoices. What's yeah. next in our stack after that? What would be next in our stack would be, depends. If they are growing relatively quickly, mm -hmm. then I would probably suggest then getting your bookkeeping software okay. on top, layering it on top. And then you can do some automations within the bookkeeping software too. Mm -hmm. uh, my top two are Xero and, and QuickBooks Online. Okay. One more than the other, but that's a whole other story too. <laughs> but, but yeah, for, for service-based providers that don't have any inventory whatsoever, I prefer Zero because okay. it has a very clean interface. You don't get distracted by a whole bunch of other stuff and you can kind of get in and get out and, and do what you need to do, especially for a non-accountant. You don't yeah. want all the stuff on the dashboards and all that stuff to distract you. So so that would be my next layer. But if you're not growing all that fast, but you still want to be able to look at like your income and expenses and things like that, then in some cases, a spreadsheet would do. Not every accountant will tell you that, but sometimes you don't need a full-blown accounting software. Uh -huh. And the main reason I say that is for non-accountants, when you layer on something too soon, and let's say, you know, I'm a non-accountant and I have this accounting software, whether it's Wave, Zero, whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm probably not going to do the work. Yeah. Because A, I don't know what to do when. And B, I log in and I'm like, what am I supposed to be doing? Yeah. It's overwhelming, right? Right. Yeah. So, so it could be that if you don't have very many expenses and you don't have a whole lot of income quite yet, slap it in a spreadsheet and call it a day. Yeah. Like it gives me the information that I need. And the main information that you need on an ongoing basis is, am I making money or not? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yes, no. right. you know. <laughs> yeah. am I making money? Am I not? Where am I spending too much money? Can I pull back on some things? And that's really what you need to know. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. It's so, so if it's, if, if the bookkeeping software is going to keep you from answering those questions for yourself, then maybe you've hopped in it too soon. So maybe you need to pull back and wait until it's to the point where I, A, I know I'm not going to do it. And B, I know because I have been tracking that I can afford to have somebody do it for me. Yeah, I think once you get to the point where it's beyond a spreadsheet where you know yes. you have more expenses, it's definitely way more time effective to have somebody do Absolutely. it for you. And and you know, bookkeepers run the gamut now. Bookkeepers yeah. have, you know, CFOs and and everything. So, you can definitely find somebody in your price range, but once again, it's one of those things that if it's not your zone of genius, 
probably worth hiring out. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Hey there. We'll get back to the episode in a second, but I wanted to ask you a question. Are you a VA or OBM who's been in business for a while and now you're ready to kick things up a notch? If that's you, then I'd love to invite you to apply for a spot in my six-month one-on-one and group program, Booked and Balanced. This program and community is exactly the accountability, mentorship, and action-oriented something that you've been looking for. Head to TashaBooth.com forward slash group to apply now. In Booked and Balanced, you'll get the benefit of one-on-one coaching without the one-on-one price tag, plus a group of like-minded women supporting and encouraging you as you grow your business to new heights. Space is limited to just 15 women per session, so apply now at TashaBooth.com forward slash group. The other thing that I wanted to mention that another reason to love Dubsado, hand hearts again, it yeah. is because it does integrate with QuickBooks. Yeah. And I keep hearing through the grapevine that it's going to integrate with Zero soon. Fingers crossed, I know. Fingers crossed, totally, totally. Yeah. And the workaround for me, though, is that Zapier is your friend, mm-hmm. okay? So you can get the information from point A to point B relatively easily especially if you've set it up properly maybe you do invoice out of Depsado and that's where you want it to live because you're also using it for client portals so you can attach paypal stripe i think square up as far as payment processors and you can also attach those in zero as well but the the cool thing is is that if you have always invoiced in dubsado and you want to stay in dubsado you can use zapier to push that information into zero and quickbooks and stuff like that so in the meantime while we're still waiting for those you know tighter knit integrations in the meantime you can get the information in there So don't let it, you know, force your hand into using, say, QuickBooks Online if that's not your jam. Right. Because in some cases, you know, yeah, I mean, I I will talk to clients and I think QuickBooks is a better solution for them and I will recommend that. But a lot of cases for a service-based professional that's not doing a whole bunch of volume, price point-wise, zero is a better solution for them. Okay. Perfect. Because the price point is going to be cheaper for that. Oh, okay. So is there anything else that we need in our stack? Because I feel like we're pretty stacked at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you are pretty stacked, but, you know, it's incremental and you don't need all of these things every day. Like you right. won't be in PayPal every day. You won't be in, in Stripe every day. And you probably won't be in your bank account every day. But I'm in my bank account every, every day. day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because because you got your app on your phone. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Like, wait a minute. But yeah, for the most part, I think out of all of them, you might be in Dubsado every day. Mm -hmm. Right. Especially if you're using it for task management. Yeah. I think we've mentioned four things and a a four B, which was (laughs) which was the spreadsheets just in case you need them. But for the most part, the accounting software, especially if you outsource, you probably won't even be in it that much. Mm -hmm. For the most part, my clients are just like, can you send me that report? (laughs) You know, so it's like, I'm in it all the time, but they are rarely in it. So there's that. So even though it's a part of your tech stack and you want to kind of be cognizant of being able to get information into it, 
that's more so for the convenience if you are indeed doing it yourself. Yeah. But if you are outsourcing it to a bookkeeper or a CFO, then it's it's a luxury for them to be able to get everything in there relatively easily. So, but yeah, I mean, that's typically the tech stack. And a lot of times people come to me with an existing tech stack. So those four would be my recommendations if you were just starting today as an OBM, as a service provider, that those would be like the things that I would recommend that you use. But a lot of times you're already using stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the main things that you, at least for money stuff that you want to be concerned about is, like I said, being able to get the money from the client to you relatively easily. Because as soon as a client gets flustered, as we all know, they're just like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> and, and now they, you know, start questioning whether or not, you know, they wanted to get this work done. It, I mean, the littlest excuse will do sometimes. Yeah. So it's just a matter of you want to make it as simple and as seamless as possible. And just having just these simple little four things will make it very seamless for them. With Dubsado, you send them their invoice, they click a button, it has a little pop-up, and they can put in their information and they're off to the races. Mm -hmm. You get your cha-ching email and you're good to go. Same deal if you were to use the invoicing functions of either QuickBooks Online or Xero. Same deal, they get an invoice, has a big old green button on it, they click it, they pay it, you get your cha-ching email and everybody's happy. So it's like, for the most part, for the money system, you do want to keep it as simple as possible Yeah. for both you and the client, but more so for the client because, <laughs> because you, you just want it to be super easy peasy and not super complicated because we all have that one client that is not yeah. techno savvy. So, you know, that one technologically challenged person that if it's too complicated, they get flustered and now we have a problem. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for that. So can you tell us about the checklist that you've created for our listeners? Okay. I actually have two, but I think one might work better than the other, but they can have either, or I'll give you links to both. Okay. I think I did give you links to both. I do have one, I call it the seven steps to cleaning up your books. Mm -hmm. So it takes you through, especially if you're an established business and you are setting up your money system, it will guide you through the steps to actually setting yourself up on either, you know, whatever accounting software you choose to use, it will take you through, gather this, you know, gather all your bank statements, gather all your invoices, gather all your information beforehand, and then how to get all that information. And then also how to read the reports once you have all that information in there. So that's the first checklist. The other checklist is the money matters checklist. So again, I think we mentioned how sometimes when you get a bookkeeping system, you don't know what to do when. Yes. That's what the money matters checklist will tell you what to do on a daily basis, a weekly basis, monthly basis, quarterly basis, and yearly basis. So it's it's a bit packed, but it gives you all of the things that you should be considering in all of those timeframes. So you're not second guessing what to do when. Perfect. Thank you. And where can we find you online? 
you can find me in all the little places as <laughs> <laughs> I try to do this anyway, as the common sense on Facebook, on Instagram. I'm kind of digging Instagram these days. So it's probably the best place to find me and Twitter as well. That's my handle everywhere. And my website is thecommonsense.com. And of course that is sense spelled like money. So that's where you can find me. And I would love it if you just popped on over and tell me what your tidbit from this convo was so that we can have a outstanding conversation on the interwebs. Love it. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks. That's it for this week's episode. Make sure you head on over to TashaBooth.com forward slash podcast to read the show notes and grab your free download so that you can start implementing what you've learned right away. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave a comment and subscribe. Remember to keep smashing your goals and pushing forward. You're doing a great job. 